Hello, this is Jude from Newslaundry.com, bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 13th of November. India's coronavirus count edged closer to the 90 lakh mark today, with 44,878 new COVID-19 cases in the last 24 hours, taking the total number of cases to 87,28,795. The death count reached 1,28,668, with 547 more fatalities. A total of 81,15,580 people have recuperated from COVID-19 so far. There are 4,84,547 active cases in the country. The Indian capital registered its highest ever COVID death toll yesterday, with 104 people losing their lives due to the virus. During the last week, the daily tally once crossed the 8,500 mark in the capital city and over 7,000 cases were registered every day. As the city grapples with the third wave of the virus, experts believe that air pollution after the festival of Diwali may contribute to making the situation worse. Meanwhile, China suspended fish imports from India's Basu International for one week after detecting the novel coronavirus in three samples. The General Administration of Customs said in a statement that imports will resume automatically after one week. The samples used to detect the novel coronavirus were taken from the outer packaging of frozen cuttlefish. The Serum Institute of India has administered 1,600 volunteers with doses of Oxford University, AstraZeneca's coronavirus vaccine Covishield, and all of them will now remain under observation. Speaking to India Today TV, CEO of the Pune-based SII Adar Poonawala said, and I quote, We are at the last mile. All 1,600 volunteers have been administered with required doses of Covishield vaccine. They are under observation for the next 28 days, unquote. According to a 2015 study by Lancet, India has around 8.8 million persons with visual impairment, forming around 25% of the total number of persons with visual impairments globally. Persons with disabilities have historically battled inequalities and lower access to necessities like healthcare and education. For persons with visual impairments, some of whom rely on touch, COVID and guidelines like social distancing have hit them hard. Do read Muhammad Tahir Shabir's report titled, People are afraid to help. How blind people are dealing with COVID. Dear listeners, News Laundry is an independent news platform producing ground reports, podcasts, interviews, videos, media critique, and much more. We would not be able to do all this work if not for our subscribers who fund it. So if you aren't a subscriber already, now is the time to join the movement to keep news free and independent. Go to newslaundry.com and hit the subscribe button at the top right-hand corner of the website. Lowest subscription starts at 300 rupees a month only. Pay to keep news free. To create more jobs, Finance Minister Nirmala Sidharaman yesterday announced a special subsidy scheme, Atma Nirbhar Bharat Rozgar Yojana. Under the scheme, every registered establishment under the Employees Provident Fund organization that brings in new employees into its fold or employees who have lost jobs between March 1st, 2020 and September 30th, 2020, Rejoin work will be eligible to subsidy of 24% or 12% each of the employees and employers' contribution for each new candidate enrolled. The new candidates who enroll between October 1st, 2020 and till June 30th, 2021 will get the benefits under the scheme for a period of two years. 
However, there are some preconditions that employers must fulfill to avail the benefits announced under Atmanirbhar Bharat Rozgar Yojana. Dushant Kohli, COO of Khabri said, and I quote, We welcome the government's positive step towards helping people get their jobs back. It is a very appropriate time for people to get such support as the country gets back to business because of festivals including Diwali, unquote. Meanwhile, the finance minister also announced an emergency credit line guarantee scheme 2.0 or ECLGS for 26 stressed sectors including power construction, real estate, iron and steel manufacturing. The credit guarantee scheme will provide support to entities in the healthcare sector and 26 stressed sectors identified by the Reserve Bank of India appointed KV Kamath Committee. Entities will get additional credit of up to 20% of outstanding credit while the repayment can be done in 5 years' time, which will include a 1-year moratorium and repayment period of 4 years. Sitharaman said, and I quote, ECLGS 2.0 will provide much-needed relief to stressed sectors by helping entities sustain employment and meet liabilities. We'll also benefit the MSME sector, which provides goods and services to eligible entities, unquote. The scheme will be available till 31st March 2021. CII President Uday Kotak welcomed the step taken by the government. He said that it will help the sectors which employ a large number of people tied over the cash crunch and working capital issues in the wake of low demand. However, Sujan Hajra, Chief Economist and Executive Director Anand Rati Shares and Stockbrokers said, that the announcement can potentially be negative for the financials if the government and the RBI resorts to moral suasion or more direct measures to nudge banks towards accelerated lending to the pandemic-impacted sectors. Bollywood actor Asif Basra was found dead at a private guest house in McLeod Ganj in Himachal Pradesh's Dharamshala yesterday. A forensic team has reached the spot to examine the cause of the death, Adding an investigation into the matter has been initiated to find out whether it was death by suicide. SSP Kangra, Vimukth Ranjan said, and I quote, Prima facie is a case of suicide, but we are investigating the cause. The body has been sent for post-mortem, unquote. As per a preliminary investigation, it has been revealed that Basra was suffering from depression. Several celebrities took to social media to mourn Basra's death. The 53-year-old was best known for his critically acclaimed roles in Arak Kashyap's Black Friday and Rahul Dholakia's Parzanya. He had also appeared in several other Bollywood movies including Kaipoche, Jabbi Met, Hitchki, Once Upon a Time in Mumbai, Krish 3, Ek Villain, among others. He was recently seen in the thriller web series Patal Lok. Attorney General K.K. Venugopal yesterday gave consent to eight persons, including lawyers, to initiate contempt of court proceedings against stand-up comedian Kunal Kamra for his tweets criticizing the Supreme Court and Justice D.Y. Chandrachud. In his letter to the lawyers, Attorney General said, and I quote, This is cross insinuation against the entirety of the Supreme Court of India, and the Supreme Court of India is not an independent and impartial institution, and so too its judges, but on the other hand is a court of the ruling party, the BJP, existing for the BJP's benefit. All this is my opinion constitutes criminal contempt of court, unquote. In a series of tweets posted Wednesday, after the top court's order to grant bail to Republic TV editor-in-chief Arnab Goswami in a 2018 suicide abetment case, Kamra criticized the Supreme Court for fast-tracking the hearing of his appeal. 
Goswami had moved the top court against the Bombay High Court order that refused him bail as an interim measure until it disposed of his plea to quash the FIR. Venugopal asserted freedom of speech and expression is not absolute, but is subject to the law of contempt. He said, and I quote, I find that today people believe that they can boldly and brazenly condemn the Supreme Court of India and its judges by exercising what they believe is their freedom of speech, unquote. Meanwhile, Kunal Kamra said today that he would neither retract his tweets criticizing the Supreme Court nor apologize for them as contempt cases were filed against him. He said, and I quote, My view hasn't changed because the silence of the Supreme Court of India on matters of others' personal liberty cannot go uncriticized. I don't intend to retract my tweets or apologize for them. I believe they speak for themselves, unquote. Kamra said in the post titled, and I quote, No lawyers, no apology, no fine, no waste of space. A fire broke out in a Powloom unit at Koka Compound Road, Bhivandi, today around 6.45am. Three fire tenders rushed to the spot for firefighting operations. No injuries or casualties were reported. Officials of Bhivandi's fire department said the early morning fire caused panic among the residents living near the Powloom unit. Rajesh Pawar, Chief Fire Officer, Bhivandi Nizampur City Municipal Corporation, or BNCMC, said, and I quote, Three of our vehicles are still at the spot and the cooling process is on right now. The fire is now under control. Water tankers are being called to cool down the unit. It was a power loom, so there was a stock of clothes inside which caught fire, unquote. According to sources, there are around 40 residential houses near the unit, In order to ensure the safety of residents living near the unit, they were evacuated and cooking cylinders from their households were shifted. In a similar incident, a fire broke out at a clothing store in a three-storied building in Delhi's Gandhinagar area yesterday. As per the Delhi Fire Department, 26 fire tenders were sent to the spot and surrounding buildings were evacuated. The fire department received a call at around 8.40pm regarding the fire. No casualties have been reported so far. The cause of the fire is believed to be a short circuit. Now let's move on to the international updates. Globally, the coronavirus has infected more than 52.6 million people and killed 1.29 million people, according to the John Hopkins University data. The recoveries stand at 33.4 million. The United States again shattered records on Thursday, reporting more than 153,000 new coronavirus cases as some 66,000 people were hospitalized nationwide. Experts say that the alarming increase in infections in nearly every state is primarily the result of small social gatherings that take place behind closed doors, including dinner parties, game nights, sleepovers and carpools. The United Kingdom posted its biggest one-day jump in laboratory-confirmed coronavirus infections on Thursday, as the government reported 33,470 new cases. That was 10,520 more than the number of positive tests reported Wednesday and pushed the total number of cases in the UK since the pandemic began to almost 1.3 million. More than 50,000 people have died from COVID-19 in the country, which is Europe's deadliest toll. At a news conference, Professor Stephen Powis, Medical Director for the National Health Service in the UK, said, and I quote, It's important not to look at a single day because of the way test and trace works. But it's clear that infection rates have been going up as I've shown you. And what's really important is to get those infection rates down. That's what will reduce deaths. It's what will reduce pressure on hospitals. And it's what will prevent the long-term effects of COVID. 
The government has imposed a one-month national lockdown in England that is scheduled to end December 2nd. In other efforts to control the virus, the government also extended its ban on travel from Denmark for two weeks amid continuing concern about an outbreak of cases on Ming farms that spread to some nearby communities. The health crisis in Italy's third-largest city, Naples, is out of control, said Foreign Minister Lyugi Diemao after a video was posted on social media showing a corpse sprawled in a hospital lavatory on Thursday. The unidentified man was a suspect coronavirus sufferer who had been waiting for a test in a packed, squalid hospital emergency room, which was also shown in the video. Health officials said they were investigating the death, but Dimao said this was just the latest shocking incident he had heard about in recent days from his native Campania region, which is centered on the Mediterranean port city. Dimao said, and I quote, The situation in Naples and in many areas of Campania is out of control. The central government needs to intervene because there is no time left. Unquote. With the coronavirus dampening this year's Christmas cheer, Italian Prime Minister on Thursday assured children of the country that Santa Claus will not be under lockdown as he wears a mask and, quote, can travel the world thanks to a special permit, unquote. Prime Minister wrote on Facebook in a quote, Father Christmas assured me that he already has an international travel certificate. He can travel everywhere and distribute gifts to all the world's children, unquote. He was responding to a letter by five-year-old Tamaso who had pleaded with him not to confine, quote-unquote, Babo Natale, as Santa is known in Italy. At least 74 migrants died in a devastating shipwreck on Thursday off the Libyan coast, the United Nations said, the latest in a spate of migrant vessel sinkings in the central Mediterranean. According to the International Organization for Migration, or IOM, there were more than 120 people on board when the incident took place. The Libyan Coast Guard and fishermen rescued 47 people. This is at least the eighth shipwreck that occurred in the central Mediterranean since October 1st. Federico Soda, IOM Libya Chief of Mission, said, and I quote, The mounting loss of life in the Mediterranean is a manifestation of the inability of states to take decisive action to redeploy much-needed, dedicated search and rescue capacity in the deadliest sea crossing in the world, unquote. The tragedy unfolded as a six-month-old baby died hours after he was plucked from the waters in a rescue operation by open arms, currently the only active charity rescue vessel in the central Mediterranean. The newborn was among the 111 survivors taken by the NGO on Wednesday after it sent rescue units to a rubber dinghy that was sinking off the Libyan coast. The baby was among at least 19 other people, including another child, who died in the Mediterranean in the past two days. The Open Arms has 257 refugees on board after three separate operations between Tuesday and Wednesday. IOM maintains that Libya is not a safe port to return to, stressing that most migrants end up in detention facilities where human rights abuses, trafficking and exploitation have been widely reported. Soda said in a quote, We have long called for a change in the evidently unworkable approach to Libya and the Mediterranean, including ending returns to the country and establishing a clear disembarkation mechanism followed by solidarity from other states. And now for some homegrown stuff from Newslaundry.com. Last week on NL Hafta, Newslaundry's Abhinandan Sikri, Manisha Pandey and Mehraj Lone were joined by Arfa Khanum, senior editor at The Wire. The discussion spanned Arnab Goswami's arrest, 
France and Vienna attacks, US presidential election, and a lot more. Here's a snippet from the episode. Uh, something more I want to say is that if people are calling it political vendetta and if we are to believe it is one. So he is a politician. What he is doing is politics. It's not journalism. So maybe I would stand up for Arnab Goswami as much as I would stand up for a politician. I do not. I find it in, an insult to be in the same line, the same breath. His and my name should be taken that we both are journalists. If what Arnab Goswami does is journalism, I will leave. I quit journalism today if this is what journalism is. Don't forget to check out the NL Hampers, Diwali Se Christmas, Spread the Light of Independent Journalism. It is the best gift to give your family and friends and spread the word about free, accurate and independent news. Dear listeners, tomorrow is Diwali and so there won't be a Daily Dose episode tomorrow. Wish you all a very happy Diwali. That's all I have for you today. Have a good day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you on Sunday. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel.